Keys to Lost is a proud member of the Lost Podcasting Network. Get all of your favorite Lost podcasts in one feed at lostcasts.blogspot.com. We are here talking to Sergeant Drano, who is a longtime Lost fan and an authority on John Locke and many other things about Lost. Sergeant Drano, you may have heard calling in on many podcasts, especially Donald is Lost, and he's got great views, and we love to hear them. And this week, we are talking about John Locke, and so we thought it would be awesome to have Sergeant Drano, who is the author of a fantastic series of threads on a forum, Lost TV. It's a forum that covers all things that John Locke brought with him and has acquired and during his time on the island. Sergeant Drano, thanks so much for joining the Keys to Lost podcast today. I have to say that reading your thread was very fascinating. First of all, have you been a Lost fan from the beginning of the show? Uh, yes, I have. Actually, uh, the I, I even heard about the show before it even first aired. I heard that there was going to be some show coming up in the fall about some people that crash on an island and try to survive there. And uh, from the moment I really heard that idea, I thought that that sounded like a really great show to watch. And I was there on the, on day one watching the pilot, and I thought it was pretty good. But of course, like a lot of people, I wasn't completely grabbed till the walkabout. And of course, from that point, uh, they can do whatever they want, and I'm pretty much going to be watching till the very end. Right on. That was the episode that grabbed me, too. It, it, I mean, I loved the pilot. It, I, I was fascinated by all of the little things that happened and, 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 of course, just the cinematic feel of that television show up until the walkabout. But when we find out that, that Locke was in a wheelchair, you know, before coming to the island, that just totally hooked me. And I was like, this is something special. And Terry O'Quinn was just amazing in that performance anyway. So now... This forum that that your thread is on, what is the what is the thread URL again? Uh, well, the forum is LostTV-Forum.com. Uh, to get to the actual thread, the simplest thing is probably just to uh, go to that URL and uh, hit to hit the little search box and just type in "locks lost luggage," and that should bring the thread up quite easily for you and anybody else that wants to find it. And so Locke's Lost Luggage is a collection of items that are on Locke's person, and you've presented them very just wonderfully, you know, in terms of listing them, finding what products they actually are or what they liken to, and with pictures and, and annotations as to their best uses. Where did you get the idea to do this? Uh, well, looking for... Uh what I call found objects in uh, movies and television is something I've always kind of enjoyed doing, spotting something in a movie or in a TV show and figuring out what it is, if it's something that's actually available to the public that you can actually buy. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's a lot more fun to own an actual item that you actually saw in your favorite movie or TV show uh, than to just own like a T-shirt that has the title of the movie or something like that. To actually own the same item, uh, to me, that's just awesome. So it's always something I've enjoyed doing to figure out what items are used in various things and to see if I can actually get those things when they're affordable to own. Um, so that's how I, I got interested in doing that. And 
And the first item that I really tried to identify was, of course, that that main big knife that Locke uses in Season 1. Uh, I tried to figure out what that was. And the way I did that was I started out uh, going to a couple of uh, forums on the Internet. One's called Blade Forums, and the other's called Knife Forums. And I made some threads and just uh, posted some pictures of the knife that I capped off the show and tried to uh, get some advice from, from all these other people that frequent these forums on what that knife was. Because to just look at the picture, it can be really hard to identify these knives on site because there's just hundreds and thousands of different knives that the different companies make. And it can be tough to figure out which is which. Is which. And that's how it all started. And it just kind of proceeded on from there, from that first one when I started identifying them one at a time, of course, from the case. Uh, it just sort of became a hobby after that. Uh, from item to item, I just kept trying to add new things. Incredible. Great. And as a follow-up to that, why did you choose to share this with the rest of us at LostTV-Forum.com? <laughs> well, uh, I, I guess I figured that if it's something that I'm interested in, that it might be something somebody else might be interested in. Uh, it's, it's kind of interesting information to have from my perspective. And, uh, you know, I do the work so you guys don't have to. Uh, so everybody can, can easily see one place, kind of like Lostpedia. I, at the time, I didn't know Lostpedia even existed. In fact, back then, it might not have existed. I'm actually not sure when Lostpedia started, but uh, I just I just thought that would be great to have a central place for this information. And of course, I wanted to show off to everybody how awesome I am. <laughs> awesome, great. <laughs> Obviously, you, you're a Lost fan. Is that why you chose his personal items as opposed to saying like Sawyer's? post-crash collection or, or any other character's items? or Well, Locke is my favorite character on the show, obviously. Um, but above and beyond that, I think, uh, Locke, more than a lot of the other characters, really has um, a lot of iconic items that we kind of associate him with him. Uh, uh, to start with, he just seemed to have more stuff. He was almost like uh, the Boba Fett of Lost. Uh, Boba Fett from Star Wars, he's got all the best toys, you know, he's got the coolest suits, he's got all the different weapons and rockets and stuff that it does. And, and Locke, uh, in that first season, just seemed to be the guy that had all the cool stuff. So that's the stuff I wanted to find out about. So that's, that's who I started to find out about. And since then, I have tried to find out stuff about some of the other items on the show, but uh, Locke is definitely the character that I have the most information about uh, his items. And that's how that started. And there, of course, are a ton of items on this forum that you've already listed and and I'm sure some that you're still looking for. What's involved in the process of identifying these items on your own part or or people that you confer with? What kind of of methods do you all use to determine these things? Well, the first step is trying to get as good a picture of the item from the show as possible. A lot of times I've gotten my images in the past from lostmedia.com. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one. They post a lot of uh, high-res screen caps of the show. Uh, There's also a couple of people at Lost TV that do high-quality screen caps on request. If you can can specify the certain scene that you need to cap from, they can do that for us. 
after we get as clear a picture as possible of the item, then it's a matter of trying to identify any markings or insignia that might appear on it that are legible or just looking at the general shape and size and details of the item. And from that point, it's mainly a matter of Google image search. I really can't praise Google image search highly enough. You just type in as many keywords as you can think of that you can associate with that item, bring up a whole bunch of different pictures, and then you just uh, look at each picture trying to find something that looks like what you saw on the TV. And uh, most of the time, that is how I've identified what these items are. And, uh, of course, with a lot of the later items, it wasn't just me. I had a help from other people on the forums that also followed the thread that were trying to figure out what those items were as well. And as far as those items go, was there a particular order of the items that you chose to build this project with? And I'm talking about in terms of posting it on the forum. Um, did you say, well, I'm going to try and get as many of the knives as I can first? Or, or yeah. did you take items as they were shown in the show? Or how, how did you decide what order to present them in? Uh, well, um, of course, of course, the first item I tried to find out about, as I mentioned before, was that the large knife that uh, Locke most often used in the first season. But in actual presentation, I mainly just decided to present things in pretty much the order that we saw them appear in the series, uh, just for simplicity's sake. Uh, that's why, for the very first item I listed, uh, I listed that small pocket knife that Lot carves the dog whistle out of uh, in, I want to say, episode two, Abula Rasa. So that was the first item I, I put up there. And then from that, I believe I started, uh, I believe I went with his primary uh, large knife from season one and then the knives in the case. And did mostly start out with the knives, although it, it also covered uh, the items that we saw on that vest that he wore in Walkabout as well as the vest itself and some of the other more prominent items that we saw him use throughout season one. Do you have... Any particular favorites among Locke's items, and why are they your favorites? Hmm, that is a good question. Well, the vest is pretty cool, but we're going to talk about that later, I think. Also, the primary knife in Season 1, the Master Bowie, that's pretty cool. I guess of, of Locke's items, probably my favorite one is the Sog Tiger Shark. Uh, that's probably the nicest knife in his entire collection. And that's probably going to be my favorite one, also because it was featured so heavily in the show. And I also quite like that pistol that he found in the Dharma Death Pit. That's one of my later uh, items that I acquired. It was just neat to get a pistol like that and to learn about the history of that pistol. I guess it's not technically, wasn't technically originally his, but. Uh, right. One of the guys that he acquired through the course of the series. Uh, that was a Smith and Wesson uh, 38 uh, M&P revolver. M&P uh, stands for Military and Police. It's a common revolver used back in the uh, early uh, 20th century with military and police forces. And in World War II, it was called the uh, Smith and Wesson Victory Model. It had a little lanyard at the bottom. But the one we actually saw and lost was the regular military police version, which eventually became known as the Model 10. But back then it was called the M&P. 
that that's that's really interesting, actually. Uh, so the fact that it is that model, and you say it came out in the early early twentieth century, do you think that there was a a a group of military people perhaps on the island before the group we saw in the fifties in season five? Well, that particular revolver he pulled off of a dead Dharma guy in that uh, death pit. That's so, true. Uh, I would think that it would have to be one of the one of the weapons that Dharma was using. The particular revolver model was in common use throughout many years. Uh, it was first manufactured in, in around the early twentieth uh, century. But it was in use for many years after that, uh, especially with a lot of police departments. And I guess one might theorize police departments, after a certain number of years, have a tendency to turn over their weapons. They sell their used weapons to get new ones. Uh, an organization like Dharma is seeking out a lot of people. It wouldn't surprise me if, if to, to cut on, save on cost, they acquired a bunch of used firearms from maybe a police department and outfitted their personnel with those. Wow, interesting. Very cool. Since we've been talking about some of the items that, that you thought were your favorites, and a couple of those are on some of the list of items that I picked out for us to discuss, I thought I would pose to you a, a question as to why you think Locke would choose these particular, the character Locke would choose these particular items. And the first one is the Master Bowie knife that you spoke of before. The Master Bowie is a really interesting choice for him to pick because uh, it's actually a very cheaply made knife. Uh, it's made in China. Uh, they would cost about mm, 10 or 15 bucks. And it's not really that well made. It's got a, a wooden handle, which looks nice, but for, for throwing a knife, uh, it really doesn't hold up very well. Uh, when you when it hits trees and whatnot, if if you don't make it stick quite right, uh, it tends to crack very easily. The steel is uh, a stainless steel. It's uh, it's a rather thin uh, blade, uh, prone to breaking, especially uh, near the reverse grind near the point. So it's kind of odd that he would choose that knife, especially as his primary carry one. Uh, one theory that we did have is that uh, because it is such an inexpensive knife, uh, he could afford to buy uh, a whole bunch of these uh, and, I guess, keep uh, like several of them in his case, and he wouldn't necessarily care if they got broken every so often because he's just got another one. And, in fact, this is actually kind of borne out in the episode that he uh, ties up Boone and leaves him out in the jungle. I think that was... What was that? Terrible and mine. Uh, you got it. Uh, in that particular episode, we actually do see two Master Bowies. We've uh, Box got the one on his belt that he always carries around. But when he leaves Boone, he pulls out another one, a second one that's in a black fabric sheath, and tosses that one into the ground in front of Boone and says, "You know, when you're properly motivated, you can." You'll be able to set yourself free. Uh, and that is actually a, a second knife, uh, not the one that he's already still got with him. And, in fact, the the, the, the black sheath we see him pull it out of, uh, that's actually the sheath that comes with that knife. The, the one that Lot carries his knife in is a nicer uh, leather sheath that 
uh, must have been made for the knife, uh, custom made for the knife. That she's probably cost more than the knife does by by quite a bit. Huh. Uh, but but we're seeing models of that knife in a. Uh, I'm not sure if you can actually see it in the episode, but I know in at least one of the behind the scenes photos for the episode where Locke uh, makes a uh, cradle for Claire uh, on the little. Uh, table that he's using to uh, cut the little bars and stuff to put the crib together, you can actually see a Master Bowie in that uh, shot sitting on the table that's got the whole front of its tip broken off. And he's using that broken one to carve some of the bars uh, for the crib that he's putting together. Uh, so that's possibly a third one. And you can, you can tell how sometimes they break because that one's broken. So... Uh, that would be the one theory that he's bought multiples because he doesn't necessarily care if they break every so often. Awesome. Let's move on to uh, a second item that I picked out here, and you're probably going to have to help me with the pronunciation. But uh, the United, the USMC, I'm assuming that's United States Marine Corps. Yes. Okay. Uh, Kabar. 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 That's right. Uh, that is the knife that we see on the lid of Locke's case. It's on the far left-hand side. Uh, it's got, uh, looks like a leather handle and a silver-colored blade. That's the knife that we eventually see that he's given Boone to wear. Uh, Boone actually wears that knife and uses it uh, throughout season one up until he falls from the, uh, from the beach craft and Locke carries him back and he eventually dies. And we don't see that knife after that, so it's possible it might have been buried with Boone. Uh, and I'll just read you a little history on the K-Bar from Wikipedia. Uh, the name K-Bar came to be after the company received a poorly written English letter in which the author wrote how the company's knife saved his life after he was attacked by a bear and his gun failed to kill it. All that was legible was K-A-Bar, which I guess meant kill a bear, and the company adopted that as their trademark. In 1942, soon after the United States entry into World War II, American troops experienced the problematic nature of the uh, trench knives that they were using then, and realizing the need for knives suited to trench warfare, a design was chosen from a catalog of hunting gear. The Marines bought, uh, bought many different knives and designs from a large number of suppliers during World War II, but it was the K-Bar fighting knife that was the most common and popular. And uh, the final shape was decided upon by the Marine Corps. The changes included a slightly longer blade for combat use, uh, a pinned pommel stacked leather handle was standard. It's got a uh, kind of a hammer head at the bottom of the handle, so you can actually uh, hammer things with the with the handle of the knife. Um, in addition, the blade, the guard, and pommel were all finished in a non-reflective matte black or gray phosphate finish instead of the brightly polished steel of the original. That's because the kind of steel that this knife is made from is a, a type of tool steel. Uh, which will rust if it's not protected by a special coating. Uh, now, when I originally saw this knife in uh, in the show, uh, it's got a silver blade, which is very unusual for a USMC K-Bar, uh, because it, it looks like that the polish, that the finish, the protective finish had been polished off the blade. But just uh, just very recently, after talking to you about some of these items, I finally realized that that blade is actually silver because they spray painted it silver with paint. Uh, I guess they thought that made it look cooler in the show, and that's what they did with that one. 
Uh, it's a very solid knife. It's a very well-made knife. Uh, it, it's a good all-around knife. It's tough enough to throw, although the company is never going to back a warranty that would that would allow throwing a knife. But it is a, a very tough knife. It's a good quality piece in his collection. What about the Techno Wilderness Edge? Okay, this is the knife that, uh, if you recall the case lid, it's the knife that uh, is, appears right next to the uh, K-bar. Uh, it's the second one in from the left. And uh, it's the one that's got like a cutout uh, section in the blade. This knife is interesting. Uh, unfortunately, we never see it actually used in the show besides just being in its case, which is kind of weird because the Techno Wilderness Edge is, is in itself a survival kit. Uh, it's, uh, it's got a sheath. Um, here, uh, let's see. Uh, here, let me just read this. Uh, this is the description of the Wilderness Edge from the, uh, the website that still sells them. And supposedly they're not being made anymore, but they actually still are available at the Tech Tights website. It says, the Wilderness Edge is the ultimate survival knife. You'll never worry about getting lost in the woods again because the Wilderness Edge includes everything you need to catch and prepare food, start a fire, find your way, see in the dark, and signal for help. This unique and functional set of Wilderness survival accessories all fit into either the handle or the sheath, including the knife, a liquid-filled compass, ceramic sharpening rods, a fishing kit, uh, a mini fishing reel. The, the whole sheath that the knife goes in actually turns into a tiny fishing rod, if you can believe it. An animal snare, snare uh, an instant fire starter, a signal mirror with a sight. And the handle of this knife opens up, and inside the handle is a, a waterproof LED flashlight. And it's a pretty nice knife. Uh, that's actually one of the most expensive knives in Locke's case. Uh, it looks like it's currently priced at $139.95. And it's also, uh, according to my research, it's also the official knife of the Japanese Defense Force, uh, Japan's military force that they have. Why don't we move on then to the Buck Nighthawk? The Button Nighthawk is probably the easiest knife for someone to find that wanted to start collecting locks knives. Uh, you can find uh, one of the Nighthawks uh, at Walmart fairly routinely. Uh, these days, uh, Nighthawks you'll find, they're generally all going to be uh, two-tone olive drab and black colored knife. Uh, in the case, in Locke's case, uh, this is a knife that's on the far right-hand side of the lid. It's got a black handle and a silver-colored blade. Um, originally, when I was researching this knife, I actually thought it was a knockoff. Sometimes you'll find cheap Chinese companies that make knives that look a lot like a, a brand-name knife, but they really aren't. But at this point, I think that it actually could be a a genuine Nighthawk, the one a particular model that's been discontinued that has a silver blade and a black handle called uh, the Butt Nighthawk Model 650C, which can occasionally sometimes still be found uh, a lot of times used in various places like eBay or something like that. Um, in the show, uh, we did see this knife a couple more times. Uh, we saw it in the case. Uh, we also saw it, uh, I don't know if you remember the scene where Locke gives Saeed his compass when Saeed is studying uh, Russo's maps. 
uh, where Saeed's got the maps laid out, you can actually see this knife uh, sitting up there with the maps, just kind of laying on top of the maps. Uh, apparently, at some point, uh, Locke gave this knife to Saeed to use. And just coincidentally, in Season 4, uh, this is actually also the knife we see, obviously a, a different one, but this is the knife we see uh, Keeney, Sergeant Keeney, carrying on his person uh, when he has his knockdown drag-out fight with Saeed, and him and Saeed uh, end up fighting for this knife, and Saeed stabs him with it, ends up all bloody, and I think eventually Kate uses it, picks this knife up off the ground, and uses it to cut uh, Ben's bonds, I think. Hey, um, then let's move off the knife for just a minute, and you mentioned earlier uh, one of your one of your favorite items uh, of Locke's, or at least one that uh, uh, gets a lot of notice, is the uh, Camp Co. vest. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Uh, this is, of course, the vest that we saw Locke put on in Walkabout. Uh, he did pull it out of his case, so he had it in his big fancy case before he put it on. And he wears it around several episodes, uh, and then he stops wearing it for whatever reason, and eventually we do see it again one more time. I think it's in one of them. Yes, it's the episode where he's teaching uh, Michael how to shoot uh, a rifle. And we actually see him put the vest on back in that scene. And then we really haven't seen it since. He just stopped wearing it. And on the fuselage, I actually asked uh, Terry about this. And he said uh, that he, it was just kind of a hassle to wear uh, because it kind of hangs down below your uh, waistline. It actually makes it hard to draw your knife real fast and stick it into trees or canteens and stuff like that. So right it, was just, <laughs> it was just easy for him to, to stop wearing that one. But it is kind of a nice vest. It has a whole bunch of pockets. Uh, it's uh, The company that makes it is called Campco. These days, uh, they still make it to this day. It's, it's, these days, it's known as the Humvee vest. Um, it's got the, uh, I guess they licensed the use of the Humvee name, you know, the, the big SUV. Uh, but it, it's still available under that name. It's still made by Campco. And it's really made for photographers to use. It's got a whole bunch of pockets uh, for carrying camera equipment. Uh, some of the pockets are specially lined for film and other stuff. And at the time, uh, we wondered if Locke, uh, could be could have some kind of job or background in photography because the case that he carries his knives in is actually also designed to carry camera equipment originally. Uh, he's modified it to carry the knives in it, but it, it was originally intended for carrying and protecting camera equipment. Uh, so that's what we guessed at the time, but I uh, haven't really seen Locke use any cameras, so I guess he's got his other reasons for, for liking that vest, and then I guess not liking it because he got rid of it. Very good. The next knife, I, I think uh, you mentioned earlier, and has a great deal of uh, involvement in the show, and that's the SOG Tiger Shark. Yes, the uh, SOG Tiger Shark. It's pronounced SOG, actually. It is an acronym. I think it stands for something like Special Operations Group but they pronounce it the SOG. That is a really excellent knife. We first see this knife at the beginning of Season 2, 
uh, when Locke comes back to camp uh, right after blowing the hatch open, and we he, we see him crouch down uh, where his stuff is, and he pulls out the master bowie that he carried all throughout season one, and he puts that knife down, and he picks up the tiger shark, and he puts that in the sheath instead. And from then on, that is the knife we see Locke use for the entire series. It's a, it really is an excellent knife. Uh, it's got a very good steel, AUS-6. Uh, it was manufactured in Seki, Japan, uh, which is well-known for manufacturing very well-made knives, such as Spyderco and other sorts of knives as well. It's got a craton handle, which is very sturdy material. It, 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 if, if you like throwing knives, this knife will stand up very well to repeated hits. Uh, it, it really can take out a lot, take a lot of punishment, and keep on going. Uh, in the season three uh, DVD featurette, uh, throwing from the handle, we can actually see Terry O'Quinn uh, demonstrating his knife throwing skills with this knife as he throws it in the, into the tree and pins pins the dollar into the tree that he wins from from one of the crew members. Uh, but this is a really excellent knife. It's, it is probably the best knife in his collection, and it really is a great knife for, for a character like Lot to carry in the show. And that sort of got us wondering if, if maybe the show was trying to take the character more seriously to give a little more, bit more thought to what kind of knife such a character really would carry, since a lot of the earlier knives we see in his collection are really kind of more cheaply made knives. They didn't seem to really fit with the character, so maybe that was... A, a an example of the writers thinking a little harder about uh, how what sort of knife a character like Locke would carry. Well, maybe it's an example of product placement on the show. Now that the show has gotten a name for itself, maybe Sog is actually paying to have its knife shown on the show. And we still don't know really what the truth is to that, whether it's product placement or whether they just like the knife. But Sog does have an autographed knife from Terry O'Quinn that he keeps at his company headquarters which is kind of cool, I think. But, Very cool. But it is a great night for a great character. Yeah. Uh, actually, I was wondering, uh, while we're still on the Tiger Shark, let me just follow up with uh, with a couple of questions of that. First of all, uh, I noticed when I was reading through your forum, uh, there seemed to be a lot of instances where the SOC, where the SOG Tiger Shark uh, seems to appear, and not just necessarily with Locke. Am I correct in that? Uh, yes, that's true. We have seen uh, we have seen the knife with at least one other character besides Locke, and possibly two. Uh, it's not totally clear, but it looks like uh, the tiger shark might be the knife that Saeed uses when he cuts uh, Ben down from the trap that Danielle catches Ben in in season two. Although, like I said, the the shot is not very clear. It's hard to tell if that's a tiger shark or not. Uh, what's more clear is. Uh, when Echo visits Ben in the hatch, uh, and he, you might remember that he sort of sits down very menacingly, and he tells Ben, he basically apologizes for killing those two people that attacked the tailies in uh, the other 48 days, and he says that he's sorry that he killed those people, and he takes a knife and cuts these two little bits of beard hair off his beard and says that those represent the two dead guys and gives those to Ben. And the knife he uses to cut those little tufts of beard off is a solid tiger shark. It definitely is, and there's not really any reason why he would have a solid tiger shark. We've never seen him with a knife before. We never saw him borrow the knife from Locke, nor do we ever see him give it back to him. So it's kind of a mystery as to where that knife came from, but he does seem to have it. 
At one time, I thought that the tiger shark was the knife that Lot gives Ben to stab Jacob with at the end of season five, but I was actually wrong about that. Upon looking at that scene uh, more carefully and seeing some better pictures of that scene, that is actually a different knife that has not been identified yet, and I will get more into that subject in a little while. Obviously, fans like you uh, are, have looked over all of this stuff with a lot of scrutiny, and I know that the producers have to be aware of this, you know, at least by season two, as to how much people were doing screenshots and 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 freeze frames and, and that kind of thing. Um, how do you feel about the way the continuity of, of many of these items has been handled overall? Uh, overall, I would say it's pretty good. Uh, obviously, uh, every so often they make mistakes. Uh, the mistakes are probably more noticeable to us because we look at this show with such scrutiny, but I think they probably do a pretty decent job. Uh, sometimes uh, sometimes the, the kind of, I'm actually tend to be more impressed when they get it right uh, then when they get it, uh, when I mean, that actually surprises me more. I think when they get it right, sometimes, like uh, uh, like in the episode Maternity Leave in season two, when Kate uh, goes with Claire and Danielle to the staff, uh, she's wearing a knife on her belt at that time, and that is the very same knife that Lot gives Kate to use in Walkabout. Somebody actually kept track of that and made sure that she got the same knife back. And that, I, I was fairly impressed by that. Uh, so generally, I think they do a fairly decent job, but they do make mistakes sometimes. All right. Uh, let's get back to uh, another one of Locke's items, and uh, this one is one that is of special uh, meaning to me. Uh, I had no idea that the uh, that there was a way to track down which backgammon game it was, but uh, <laughs> you you have found the the. The, the backgammon game that, that Locke used to win his, in his speech to Walt in the pilot, and that's the Wood Expressions backgammon game. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. It's it's still available, too. Uh, I think that particular link uh, doesn't work anymore, but if you go to the Wood Expressions site and click on their section for backgammon games, uh, it's still there. The very same uh, little travel backgammon game that uh, Locke had in the pilot uh, is still available there. And, of course, we, we can't really know for sure whether that was one that Locke actually owned or brought with him. Uh, he could have always found it in somebody else's luggage. But that is the one that he had in the pilot. Uh, and it's, it's a nice little backgammon game. It's a, it kind of zips closed in its own little cover. Uh, and that is the game that we see throughout that season. And don't... I don't think we've seen it since then. I think the very last time we saw it was uh, Walt was still on the show, and I don't know that it's been seen since. I do remember the last time we saw it, it looked like that the uh, the vinyl uh, case uh, that zips closed to, to uh, keep it uh, clean, it looked like that had gotten ripped off or something. Uh, it looked like it had maybe been suffered some damage during his time on the island, and it was you could basically see the wood parts that it's actually made of. Ordinarily, it's all covered up with felt, and you can't see those parts. Um, but that is the game, and um, if, for people who like to keep out a lookout for the numbers uh, in the pilot, when we first see Locke with this game, 
uh, you can spot that the two of the dice are uh, are showing four, and the doubling cube shows sixteen. So there's a couple of numbers for you. Oh, right on! Right in the very pilot. That's awesome. Uh, very cool, sir. I appreciate you taking the time today to talk to me about these items, and I really, I love this whole forum, and I really love that you, you know, you have pictures in there. You have your thoughts about the usefulness of each item, um, links to how you can see them, you know, uh, if you can still buy them or how you can still purchase them. And uh, I noticed also in the forum that a lot of people have jumped on board and they add their own comments to it, and, and everyone seems very appreciative of your work. And I would encourage everyone to go to lostv-forum.com then you type in you type in lock lost luggage into the search engine, and the thread should come up. Uh, anything else you would like to say about any uh, about your collection or, or or anything else before we go? One last thing I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, I mentioned a little bit about this earlier, but there is still one knife in Locke's collection that we still haven't yet identified. And that is the knife that Lot gives Ben to stab Jacob with at the end of Lost Season 5. When I first saw this, I thought it was a tiger shark. But looking at some better pictures of that knife, I see now that it is not. It's, it's a similar shape, but it's definitely of a different construction. Uh, the blade looks a little shorter. It's got a brass guard and a wooden handle instead of the black craton handle of the tiger shark. And we are we are just still not sure what kind of knife that is. So if anybody would like to try and get involved and help me to figure out what kind of knife that is, that would be a big help. That would be a big contribution, and of course you would get credit for that. And we are even I'm even decided to run a little contest uh, to see uh, who can be the first one to identify what knife this is. The first person to identify this knife so long as you're 18 years of age or older and live in the United States, because I can't ship it overseas, uh, we'll get a knife almost identical to the knife that we see in the episode, the first season episode, The Moth, that we see Locke use as he talks to Charlie, as he gestures to the moth cocoon, as he talks about how the moth must struggle to survive to get out of the cocoon, that he can help release it but then it will be too weak to live. Uh, and the knife the winner will receive is a Jaguar folding knife. It's a little pocket knife. Actually, it's kind of a medium-sized pocket knife. But uh, you'll get that if you can figure out, if you can help me figure out what that knife is that Ben stabbed Jacob with. And we are dying to know. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, the to participate in this and to try and uh, to see some pictures of that knife and help me to figure out what it is, uh, you can go to www.lostv-forum.com, and then the easiest way to find the thread is to just uh, hit the little uh, link at the top to the search and type in Locks Lost Luggage, and that will bring up the link that you can go to, and then just go to the last page on the uh, on the Locks Lost Luggage link. And you'll see where I put a post detailing, uh, putting on the details I know about this knife. And maybe you can be the one to help me find out what it is. Excellent, sir. And you, you know, your thoughts are 
always well thought out and well presented anytime you've called into any shows that we've heard, and I certainly appreciate your effort uh, to to find a time to schedule with me to to, to do this interview as well. I, I know that uh, our timing is, is, is pretty wild to do this interview, yeah. but I really appreciate it very much. Yeah, you bet. Anytime. You've been listening to Sergeant Drano, who has a forum on Lost TV forum.com with a listing of all of Locke's items uh, that he's been able to track down in the real world. Keys to Lost is a proud member of the Lost Podcasting Network. Get all of your favorite Lost podcasts in one feed at lostcasts.blogspot.com.